podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, the official podcast for Rotorated Sports and part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy, Albie Shore, and it is the happy half hour, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it is where we kick back, open up some cold ones, and just talk all types of BS. Um, today, it's really just me and Dilly. It's my right-hand man, Dylan Smythe. And, and what's what's going on, Dill? Albert, you've, you've tricked me into doing another podcast by calling it a happy half hour. Usually it's like, hey, you want to do this podcast with like these really great people that are really knowledgeable about sports? And I'm like, eh. But when you when it's a happy half hour, you can usually trick me into having a good time. <laughs> yeah, hey, do you want to just BS and drink beer on, on and record ourselves talking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Yeah. So we, we decided to pull this up. Uh, this was actually an unplanned, unscheduled recording. Uh, we had to do it because like, we're recording this Wednesday. Tuesday was crazy. Like Tuesday, the day in Texas Tech Twitter was crazy. And, and the only I can't think of a wilder, random day than than Tuesday. So to start it all off, so basically what I'm talking about is the fact that Tech TCU has always had beef, but the beef is the beef is being tender, tenderized right now. Like the beef is really sizzling. It's really getting to a point um, to where it's this uh, this fall should be fun. And it really all started by it. it so I, I, I'll go back to the beginning. It really started by tech fans doing what we do every offseason, saying, hmm, what games can I go to this year for football that's close to me? And now tech has a huge alumni base in, in the Dallas area. Um, those of you who listen to the podcast know that I now live in Pennsylvania. But when I lived in Houston and lived in Dallas area, I almost always went to play, go watch tech play at TCU. And, uh, so it's very easy for anybody who lives in Texas as a Tech fan to say, I'm going to go watch the Red Raiders in Fort Worth. If you live in Houston, you live in Austin, you live in, in the Dallas area, that's the closest game you can get on a consistent basis to go watch Tech at TCU. So fans were like, all right, let me go. Let's go buy those tickets. Those single game tickets for TCU on sale. Cool. Let's go buy that. Hold on. Well, how come I can't buy the Tech game? That doesn't make any sense. And the AD confirms and says, yeah, we ain't letting the tech game go. That's, I mean, it is what it is. Sorry for you. We're not going to let those those um, have those single game tickets available for you. I mean, what, what, what's up with that, Dill? Well, you know, I would be one of those people. I, I am one of those people you described. I live in Dallas. I live in Frisco. Heck, yeah, I'd go to that football game. Like, yeah, why not? Um, so I, I'm one of those people that would have bought a single game ticket if that were an option for me right now. Um, for some of you who are on that fence, wait until closer to game day and, and try and get you a ticket. I think that's probably the move if you're not totally committed. But anyways, yeah, it's it's interesting that TCO just TCU just flat out admitted it, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we don't we don't want you to be there. It wasn't so like, like Texas <laughs> that was like thinking <laughs> yeah. they were playing 4D chess, right? It, they just admitted it. Yeah, yeah, we See, don't want them I'm, I was of the belief, so this happened, I think the interview came out late last week. I was of the belief that TCU... Watch what happened with Texas basketball and said, you know what? We about to sell this money and we're going to advertise or we're not selling to tech fans. Tech fans are going to go be outrageous and we're going to, you know, burn our torches and say, no, we're going to pack the stadium and TC. Let's face it. Texas made a lot of money in the Frank Irwin Center that when when 
tech fans took oh, over. Yeah. They made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of hype. You know, and even though Tech did a great job of packing the stadium, Texas fans showed up for like the first time all season too. So, like, it was a really big thing. I was of the belief that I, and I still believe this, that TCU says, "We see you, Texas. We also can't fill our football stadium. So let's let's do this." Like, I I believe the AD is using it as a marketing tool more than anything. Because why else would you just flat out say, "Yeah, we don't trust our fans to be able to outsell Tech or outbuy the tickets to this game"? Oh, hold on, that's brilliant. Um, I, I absolutely could see a scenario where they're doing this because now you have Texas Tech fans buying those these three game packs, only intending on going to one game, which is Texas Tech, obviously. So maybe they're like, you know, we're not going to sell these tickets anyways. Let's make Texas Tech fans buy three home game tickets just to go to this one game. Maybe. It's a, I, it's a bold I, strategy, Cotton, but we'll see if it pays off. That's my belief. I think they're doing that because not only that, but like even with this whole thing, the, the TCU fans that don't go may even say, you know what? I'm going to support the Horny Toads and and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to go out for this game because I don't want to be disrespected on national TV, all that other stuff, right? Like I even expect some – like I think Chris Del Conte told um, – the TCU AD's name is like slipping my mind right now. But told the TCUAD was like, hey, bro, I made a bunch of money doing this. You can, too. Um, and, I, and that's what, that's really where it all started. Where tech fans were basically saying, y'all scary. Which TCU was kind of like, yeah, we're scary. Like, like don't be. Like, <laughs> TCU kind of was straight up like, nah, nah. Like, y'all, y'all are crazy. Y'all are rabid. We don't trust y'all to be to, to not outsell us. We're scary. That's absolutely facts. And so it's it's uh, I think it's all marketing. I think they're trying to sell the game up. Uh, before I forget to do this, shout out to uh, Red Raider, Red Raider Nation, RedRaiderSports.com. The subscribers raised something like $3,000 today uh, and sent uh, Brian Carrington just like a dozen mini cacti, cactuses, cacti. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Super cool. I love so, it. Well, I will say TCU's AD name is uh, uh, Don... Uh, Donati? Donati? I gotta ask oh Melissa boy. or Jamie or whoever we get for TCU when they come on. Um, we should we should see if they want to hop on right now. That that would be fun. Hey, let <laughs> me come talk about should, <laughs> I should hit on Melissa. Loki, so Melissa got so all right, so I, I talked about that first part. I don't really think tech fans really were too crazy about that. Like I didn't really think that was that big of a deal. I thought it was like I said, I thought it was a good ploy by Donati to try to sell these tickets. What really got tech fans uh wow, and Dylan, you kind of brought, alluded to it, was Coach Carrington. Got a little Coach Carrington is is I believe he's from Houston, went to U of H, right? He is coached in L.A. He's coached in Dallas last year. I think he also coached at UT for a little bit. Um, he's only been in big cities. Like that's what he knows. That's what he's been successful in. He's a recruiter. That's what he does. He recruits. He's not really much of he's coached BC, but he's not really much of a coach. He recruits and he recruits well. And his whole recruit and you can kind of tell his recruiting strategy is: Don't you want to come play in L.A.? Don't you want to come play in Austin? Don't you want to come play in Houston? Don't you want to come play in Dallas? Right? When Coach Dykes was at SMU, their whole recruiting strategy was come play in Dallas. Now, don't worry about the fact that SMU ain't been good and however since the death penalty. Don't worry about the fact that that we were paying players and got in trouble. Don't worry about any of that. Don't you want to come play in Dallas? Which I respected because SMU, for the longest time, acted like they were too good for the city of Dallas. But Coach Coach Dykes and that staff put Dallas on the jersey, put the triple D on the helmet. I respected the whole thing. But he's a guy that he ain't he don't know nothing about the small town, college town life. 
So he goes on a thread and says, oh, Texas Tech, $25,000 per player. You know, he doesn't say this explicitly, but um, but you want to really build your brand. You can't build your brand in a desert. You got to build it in a big city, Fort Worth. That's nicknamed Cowtown. That's how you're going to build your brand. Right? Yes, sir. Ah, uh, you're so new to this. Ah, oh, you young, you young buck. <laughs> so the thing you, is, he's not even young like, I mean, he's not even necessarily a young coach. I and mean, he's been in the yeah. Big 12. He's, he's, look, he's, he young, he's younger this than me. Fan, he knows this fan base. I don't know what he was expecting from taking a shot at Texas Tech. Like, Texas Tech Twitter, if if you didn't know and you didn't know till yesterday, like, it's, they're, we're, we're wild, man. Yeah, this, we're, this we're, we're crazy. Ruthless. We're pretty we're out of this because world. he's he's like he's like the number eight coach, low level coach, goes on a thread that nobody I think at the time that I, I caught wind of it, like only a few people had seen it. I first saw it around the same time, like the gauchos got a hold of it and some other Twitter accounts got a hold of it. And like, but it wasn't it was lightly seen. Was, and by this time, like about an hour or so had gone by. And it, it, not many people had seen it yet. And so it's not like someone get up, but we just latched on to that and said, you know what? You know what, Coach Carrington? We're going to show you. And uh, it was great. It was the jokes were plenty. He got ratioed to oblivion. Um, you would think somebody would come to his defense. Nobody did. I, Not I, really. Melissa, Melissa put out a tweet, I think, earlier this morning um, uh, that that it, I, I love Melissa. I really do. It really was a tweet. Just She just wanted to show the fact that TC kind of whooped our ass last year uh, in, in three sports, which she has every right to do. But that like had nothing to do with what, what the matter at hand was, <laughs> like <laughs> like I, I get it. That's fine. Like hey, y'all, right, I, I did right, see a, a TCU fan like arguing about how like your your degree is worth more at TCU because we're a private institution. It's that like eh, you just false. you just pay more for that degree. No, that is but. that's very false. That's very false. Um, it's, and yeah, I I actually knew a lot more people that got i knew people that got rejected by tech the guy the tcu to be honest it's it's really? tcu and baylor yeah yeah yeah. those are or i mean i don't know how it is now not this baylor is like, well, this is like a long time ago but i don't know how it is now um but it, it's uh for around how many years man i don't want to show my age but uh back in the day it was wasn't how hard it was to get in it was who can afford it that was a, that was litmus test <laughs> it's not it's not like how smart you are it's like all yeah. right yeah all right who got the money here Right, SMU, it's how smart you are and who has the money. That's where SMU and Rice come in. It's like a combination of both. TCU and Baylor says, hey, if you got money, we'll let you in. I like how <laughs> private schools are like, hey, we'll give you the difference. We'll give you like a scholarship that'll make it almost like a public school tuition. It's like, no, uh, because so Baylor was Baylor was in my final three and Baylor gave me a needs, you know, a needs based scholarship. I grew up middle class, very middle class. Baylor gave me a needs-based to a scholarship. I was like, oh, that's what's up, because Tech's not giving me a need-based scholarship. I actually got to be smart for my scholarships to Tech. Cool. What are you giving me, Baylor? Baylor's uh, need-based scholarship they gave me still would have rem- had the remaining uh, equal to double what I would have had to pay. <laughs> what wow. I had to pay at okay. Tech. So yeah. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> it's just, it sucks. You know, this is, this is, I'm not about to kill myself with student loans, which I still killed myself with student loans, but it would have been way worse. And in Waco, so, but um, yeah, no, this this uppity, like I don't, and it's funny because I don't know a private school that's not uppity about the fact that they feel smarter than smarter than, but it's for the most part usually just can you afford it, you know? Like, I know did they went to Miami? Miami ain't nothing special, but it's hard, it's 
You got to be able to afford it. Did your grandparents graduate here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, son. Okay, you're right. <laughs> yeah. There ain't too many grandparents look like me. They graduated from TC. <laughs> from TC. <laughs> oh, but but yeah, no. Coach Carrington, he he learned he learned a valuable lesson. Um, and 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 what you're saying, th- over three thousand, I think almost four thousand dollars now as we're recording, has been donated. Um, ha- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, half of that went to the Matador Club. The other half went to the cacti that was sent to Coach Carrington's office and the TCU offices. Um, also, like. Bro, your head coach is Coach Dykes. He was born, yep. raised, went to school in Lubbock, lived in Lubbock. Like, so you're you're just talking down on your head coach and his upbringing at that point. So too. not like, not only that connection, I actually didn't know this until yesterday, but Amon G. Carter, he helped found Texas Tech as an institution. You know, you know the entryway with the seal and the flowers and the fountain. That's called Amon G. Carter Plaza. And, you know, just down the road from that plaza is, you know, Soapsides and Will Rogers, which he commissioned. So, like, this is the Texas Tech guy that you've named your stadium after. So you're talking down on a Texas Tech guy that the stadium's named after and that the head coach is also a Texas Tech guy. You're talking down on where they're, where they're, where they're at. Like, it's just the whole thing is – and you don't know – like, I, I still – I really don't think he knows any better. I don't think he really knows any better. He's though he did coach at Texas for a little bit. Um, he's a Houston guy, you know, big cities, right? Like we don't. I know before I went to Lubbock, I didn't know any better. Like I just visited Lubbock once on an admitted students' day, and I thought everybody was really nice. Like that was that was about it. I knew nothing else about the city of Lubbock, right? So I don't. I don't. And then you know, and I saw us go crazy a few times in 06 and 07, et cetera. Like I didn't know anything else about like Lubbock, Texas. Or anything other than that, right? So if you all you know about it, especially Coach C comes out to Lubbock maybe that one time. First time I went to Lubbock, I saw Tumbleweed for the first time in my life. That's all you can think of, like, <laughs> oh Tumbleweed, right? You don't know about everything tumbleweed else. You don't know about the culture. Boobs. Yeah, like that's all you're thinking, you know. And he doesn't know any better to know that don't nobody give a damn about TCU in Dallas in the Dallas area. No, it's Zach Evans literally left TCU or allegedly, 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 allegedly left TCU because he wasn't getting some of the NIL deals that could have been made available to him. If only he had like, I don't know, raising canes, maybe giving him a deal. I don't I, type of crazy school. would how good a school you have to be to have raising canes, give you an NIL deal, man. You yeah, have to be some know. crazy school, some like just high top brand, right? Oh, you that's know, they right. make, they make good chicken out in the desert. That's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right hey games ain't sponsored no tcu player nope you know what i mean so like it's it's just and it's the fact that outside of the little bubble in fort worth not even the city of fort worth i'm saying the bubble around tcu and fort worth outside of that right tcu ain't just ain't it i mean i've i've been to west 7th where tech fans took over and there was really no tcu fans there like that's that's a thing that has happened multiple times so it's just like when it comes to tcu versus tech yeah, I'm, I'm like when it comes to fandom and brand and all that stuff, TCU, y'all don't got it, man. Coach Carrington, you don't got it. That's the school you thought you were going to. I hate to break it to you. I'm sorry to tell you this, but it's not. It's just not that. You know, you went SMU for a couple years. You should know better. You didn't see any TCU decals on cars. It's true. I actually, I think I see more SMU. I actually, well, I see more Texas Tech. To be totally honest, like unbiased, I see more Texas Tech than anything, but definitely some some UT. Uh, and some SMU, and very rarely a, a weird spiky frog. 
I was when I when I graduated, I lived in Arlington for a little bit, and I was actually very surprised, like how far the fan base spread. Like we are deep in the Dallas area, more, and actually, I don't know if we're more than Aggie and Longhorn in the Dallas area, but I, I'd be shocked if they're more. Like it's either we're right there, or we might even be more. Maybe I'm just being biased when I say that. I know, that, like you know, t- on Texas Tech side of things, DFW is our largest market. Yeah. Are we for sure? Is do we are there more Red Raiders in the Dallas area than Longhorns? That I don't know. Um, I, that'd be that'd I, be I interesting be, to know. I that'd bet be it's close. That'd be tough. Yeah, just I think we. I Texas think there's fans, more than, There's so many yeah. of them. They're everywhere. I, I think we're more than Aggie because most Aggies live in Houston. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, there's a lot of Texas fans. So I and that's maybe being a little. <laughs> that's maybe being a little uh, um, optimistic, but. Uh, but I mean, I don't think I, I, if it's a Longhorns number one, like I think Tech's number two. Like I think we definitely are above Aggie. There's a lot of Sooners in the Dallas area, but I think we're above Sooners, above o- Oklahoma State, definitely above SMU and TCU. So like, if we're talking about brand, and I think that's another thing that Coach Coach BC, I think is what they call him, got wrong is like this idea that your brand is stuck to the city that you're in, right? Like if that was the case. Who would go to LSU for NIL deals? That means they would only be stuck in Baton Rouge. No. Why are, why are people but, going to Alabama? Alabama. Like, that's, yeah, it wouldn't make any, that doesn't make any sense. If you go to Alabama, your NIL going to go through the roof. It's not because, oh, it's only in Tuscaloosa. That stretches throughout the entire state of Alabama, throughout the entire South. Hell, then you go, if you're an Alabama player and people knew uh, uh, Mac Jones up in Michigan, you know? And so Georgia, it's not, it's not restricted to Athens. You go to Atlanta, you can do whatever you want. So it's like this idea that it's only stuck in the desert in Lubbock and that's it. And like, you can't be, nobody's going to know, like, it's as if nobody knows who Eric Ezukanma is outside of Lubbock. And um, I hate to break it yeah. to you, but <laughs> Eric Ezukanma. scout did. Yeah. Like I, I'll put it like this. I think Eric Ezukanma in DFW was more popular than Zach Evans was. I'm not saying that Azukama was a better player because I think Zach Evans was incredible last year, just on a really bad team. But like, if if both guys are walking down the street in Fort Worth, I think in Fort Worth, uh, if both guys are walking down the street, they're e- equally likely to get recognized. And outside of Fort Worth, Azukama is more likely to be recognized because it's it's nobody cares about TCU. And I would say if, if people recognize Zach Evans first, it'd probably be because of. Stories they've heard, or you know, that you yeah. know, he, he was a very uh controversial player, there's always stuff going on there, yeah. making true, the news for the wrong reasons. Yeah, it's just that was just a bad, bad decision by a young, a young, young coach. Like, that's just you know, we're all up, and then and then I will say, I do appreciate him because that game is going to be pretty big between two bad teams. I don't want to bury the lead on my season prediction, but I don't expect either of these teams to be any good this year. So, like, that's going to give give a little hype to the to that game, that contest at the end of the year, it which is never. Us, it, it, speaking of giving us giving hype, like it gave us plenty of hype, plenty of juice. I don't think TCU fans they're not really or players they're probably not very engaged with this. They they've moved on. They don't care. And and meanwhile, you know. I, I think there was a moment where Joey McGuire was like, hey, said the said to the team, like, hey, guys, we're embracing this cactuses. Go yeah. nuts. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, for real. Look, for sure. And that's the thing that I think is crazy. That's the thing about this whole thing that I think is even crazier. Is like, I think I'm going to get a beer. And this is listening. Yeah, this is Joey McGuire in a nutshell, right? Tech Twitter has gone crazy before, right? 
We, we've done it. I mean, hell, shoot. The whole Chris Beard saga last year was crazy. We had many, many days on Twitter where it was just pretty nuts. Um, the, the Liberty Bowl last year on Twitter was pretty nuts. I think this is the first time that the head coach was part of Texas Tech Twitter. Like the coach was engaging with everybody in Texas Tech Twitter and was part of it. Like he's, Joey McGuire is part of Tech Twitter. We've never had it. I mean, that's not something you really said. I'm not just saying the fact that he tweets a lot because he does. I'm not even saying that. He's engaging. I had a friend of mine that was going tits crazy because he got his tweet retweeted by Joey McGuire. Like, that's, and and that's what he retweets. It's 100% him, too. I I don't think there's someone running it for him. It's coach. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, and it's also, what's funny about it, though, is that influence. You see, the tech Twitter account ain't never tweeted like this. Like the tech mm-hmm. football Twitter account, they never tweeted like this. They're involved in yeah. it. Like the oh, coaches are a, involved in it. They made a fire video. I think it dropped yesterday or today. I don't know. But it started with a shot of a desert. And then there's like these FPV drone shots of the stadium. Like the, the, the fact that, you know, somebody saw, made this like top priority. Hey, we need yeah, to. Yeah. We need to put out a video tomorrow just shows like the commitment they have to 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 the, the Twitter community, the online community. Yeah, it's the brand. That's what Joe McGuire has been talking about it all offseason. He's has the he's really big on the brand like stuff like this makes me believe that Joe McGuire really was the perfect hire at the perfect time. There's only one thing left for him to do, which is win games. Yeah, coaching wing. That's it. That's like the only thing missing. He's done everything else. Donors love him, right? He's he's donors love him and are willing to pay off the money because because of him. So he has that. So that Mac Brown part of the the job check, right? He's made great hires on the coaching staff side of it. Every all the hires that we either wanted, whether it was Sonny Comby or Zach Kitley or even on the defensive coaching side, bringing this like the hires been great. Check recruiting. Texas Tech was the number one recruiting class in the in the country. At one point for the 2023 class, we've dipped down now, but we're still on track to be the best rated class in school history. So check right. And the only thing missing is, is how good of a coach is he? And can he win games? Like, that's it. That's it. If you get all that, the sky's the limit in the new big 12. So like it's a, uh, it'll, it'll definitely, I mean, Joey Mack is, he's tough to, he's tough to dislike. Yeah. From a tech I, side anyway. I, I am just like a notoriously pessimistic Texas Tech fans. I, I try and pump the brakes. I, you know, I'm trying not to get too excited about Joey McGuire before he coaches the down of football. But the dude makes it hard. He makes it really hard to not to not buy in. Oh, he is. He's a likable guy. Like it's it is. He I and mean, this is just like such a great hire. Like I said, at the right time. Um, and they are. <laughs> Like it's it's the continuity I think on the coaching staff is good is is really cool to see like that entire coaching staff is very much engaged and very much is bought in. Um, it seems like the players are also bought in, right? One of the things we said when Matt Wells first came to Tech was that uh, at the time very few people players transferred in, in that first off season. Very few players transferred, and those players really bought into that first year. Um, now the problem is Mac Wells, Matt Wells couldn't coach, so eventually, player like you know, when you can't coach, you lose the you lose the uh, um, the fight in the locker room. But Matt Wells did a great job the first offseason of getting buy-in, and, and McGuire is doing that same thing, right? I've now this is since I've been a Tech fan, this is the fourth coach turnover we've had, and I'll say this: Tuberville did not get buy-in early on. We had a lot of transfers from that team. Um, Kingsbury, Kingsbury was better than Tuberville, but still nowhere near as much as the other two. Right? Did not get a much. Did not get a. Though his first year was good, a lot of turnover from that team. But Wells and McGuire have that this first off season, 
limited turnover. I just hope yep. for on McGuire's sake, he can fix the whole not being able to coach there. I think the big difference between the two, though, Wells, I think Wells had to bring in a lot of grad transfers because he felt like he needed people, you know, that he recruited that were bought in on day one. Uh, Joey McGuire, he seemed to have made the players who were maybe on the fence after the coaching change. He got them to buy in. You know, he, he sold himself on the existing players quick. And I, and I think yeah. that's an important difference between the two. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I, it's man. McGuire is, he's, he's good. I like him. Yeah. I like him. But and he, he's won. <laughs> he's won me over, which is tough. I'm not, I'm not so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, uh, uh, keen a lot of the times on coaches. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not too, um, he sold me. I, I'll tell you this. He's, he's turned me over to his, him personally, his personality and who he is. I'm sold on that. Still not sold on the coaching side. We'll see that later. I, I think but I'm sold yeah. on him as a person. I think this might be true for both of us. I think he was like our third or fourth choice when it was all said and done. If you go if, from the start. From the start? Yeah. Yes. I don't even know if he was top five to start out with. I ain't right. to you. Well, he wasn't on. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're, you're right. He wasn't yeah. on many people's radars from the start. But when the we, candidates kind of ha- revealed themselves, he was probably third or fourth on my list. Listen, mistakes happen. Or not mistakes, but like accidents happen. Um I, he was listen. He was not anybody's first choice, including administration. If we're being honest with ourselves, right? Like our first choice was on the cover of Dave Campbell's too, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Coach Trailer. Like so, like we have we had other people that um, tech fans wanted, other people that administration. Well, wanted. Well, and, and, and to and, tie everything together, Sonny Dykes was who I think both of us wanted. Yep, Sonny Dykes. And, and there's, I mean, and from and, what and, I'd heard, I heard, I don't think we were the only ones. So, yeah, well, and I, I think he took that job over tech because he thought he could recruit better in Dallas. Yeah. Oops, <laughs> sorry, coach. I, again, he's he's looking, and, I, and also Sonny loves the Dallas area. He does. I will say that. I know that for a fact. He does love the Dallas. Yeah, area. and, and his family. He lived there a long time. His family liked yeah. it. Yeah, and that's and that's all, and that's great for him. Um, I have no ill will towards Sonny Dykes to be not yet anyway. I'm sure I will eventually. <laughs> but as of right now, I got no ill will for. I have no problem with him taking the TCU job. Just be careful what you ask for, right? Like that's that's what it is. And Coach BC don't know any better. See, Coach Dykes knows better. He knows, like, nah, bro, you don't want to, you don't want to push, you don't want to poke the bear. Like these guys are crazy. The brand is crazy, right? Because that's another thing is that we're talking, we're in the age of brands, right? And the new Big Twelve Tech has one of the stronger brands, right? I'm not saying it's Kansas, and I'm not saying it's. Just Kansas. That's the only what, brand. What I is the strongest of. brand in the new Big Kansas. 12? It's hard to it's, say. It's just, it's just Kansas. And, and Kansas has a terrible football team, but their brand is probably the strongest brand in the new Big 12. But just because of basketball? Yeah. And then maybe BYU. BYU has a fairly strong brand, too, just because of, you know, it, it's it's recognized nationwide. But, like... I don't know. I think it's up for grabs. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Like, because I don't feel Oklahoma... Like, Oklahoma State is the strongest football program, probably. But I don't know if they're the strongest brand. Right, like I don't like what's the difference between Oklahoma State, and, like every other um, ag college in the country. Like there's just you know what's the difference between Oklahoma. Like when I, if you're somebody that's not in Big Twelve country, you're in Pennsylvania, right? What's the difference to you between Mississippi State and Oklahoma State and Arizona State and <laughs> you know Washington State? Like they're all the same, right? And so like that's that's the thing there. So I, yeah, I think brand wise, I got Kansas, maybe BYU, and that's. That's it. Those are the only ones that are even semi strong when it comes to brands, you know. So, um, uh, but 
to fix your brand, Dylan, anyone else listening to this, the uh, best way to do it is hit up the Franchise Coach at FranchiseCoach.net. Get your finances in order. And the guy that can help you do that is Adam Goldman. He is a trusted and experienced investor, a serial entrepreneur, and a franchisee that's helped three Red Raiders get their own franchise. They're probably the ones contributing to the NIL, contributing to the Matador Club, all thanks to Adam Goldman. Book time with him, the franchise coach. The franchise coach is friends of the pod. And because you're a friend of the pod, because you're a friend of the pod also, you get it all for free 99. That's right. Zero dollars paid right at the beginning. He doesn't get paid until you get paid. So Adam Goldman, the franchise coach at franchisecoach.net. Um, other big news, Dylan, uh, while I'm on my third drink, I actually drank a beer before this, before I got this Honest Kids. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, so uh, people don't know. I was drinking an Honest Kids before this pe- episode when I, when I opened my uh, recording screen. And so Dylan thought it was a um, one of those margarita pouches. I was like, no, no, just stole stole some drinks from my kids. <laughs> normal, normal stuff. But now, now we're working on a new uh, tortillas and takes venture. It's a adult Capri Sun alternative. Da- so Decree Sun trademark. Daiquiri Sun, yeah. Daiquiri Sun, Decree Sun, something like that. Because like they, they have, I looked it up. I googled it. They do have the margarita pouches, but it ain't the same. I feel like it's not the same. I well, want the, one, the ones that I had because I mentioned you prepod. I they were like a tube. You remember like those those things you had as a kid, the freezy pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like one of those. It wasn't quite as frozen. It wasn't like a, a popsicle, but it was kind of slushy. And it said it was made from agave wine, technically, but it was good. I liked it. It was. First of all, I had them on the river, so it was perfect for the river. First of all, it's too fancy for what we're trying to do. Okay, I'm not trying to do this. Like, this is all <laughs> house drinks <laughs> for for like. We don't have a beverage sponsor anymore, so we're we're branching out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we, we're trying to turn up. Okay, uh, this is what we, our business venture could just be all kid drinks with alcohol included, right? And so, like, if you want to go back to your childhood, just get a, a decree sun, and it's a decree sun fruit punch. But like trash can punch. What about Boom. like uh, what about like spiked YooHoo? You ever drink YooHoo growing up? No, no, I didn't. But well, that's a great. It's idea, a kid's though. drink. Let's spike or it. Or like Sunny D. Sunny D. What about Sunny yeah. D? But it's like I don't know. It's a uh, mimosa. It's a mimosa. Yeah, it is. It's oh, essentially a mimosa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sunny D. Or like a, a screwdriver. Yeah, somebody's gonna listen to this episode. And take this home and beat us to the punch. TM, sure TM, TM. It means it, it's because I've said those letters, it means that they can't do it anymore. We're good. Oh, is that, is that how that works? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, actually, just so the listeners know, I'm filing the patent right now. All right, it's done. Just like that. Just like yeah. that. It's um, actually really easy to get a patent in case you're wondering. Yeah. No I big deal. I didn't deal. know that. Uh, uh, so. The only other thing is uh, the corner four schools. They are the topic of conversation. Um, that it's it's pretty interesting what's going on. Pac twelve basically, or the Pac twelve minus two, are going to ESPN and saying, "Hey, bro, how much can we make if we just stay where we are?" And I know we're going to lose money, but it could be like the Big Twelve where you technically lose money, but you're also the per per team would be pretty high. Like, like how much are we going to make? And so. ESPN hasn't finished their thing yet, but it's sounding like, from what I'm hearing and seeing, it's going to be kind of low. So those corner score school, corner four schools, which is Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, 
seem to be a lot more up for grabs than the rest of the Pac-12. Also doesn't seem like Oregon and Washington are going to get that invite from the Big Ten. So, like, it's up to them of where they want to stay in the Pac-12 minus two or come on over to the what would be the Big 16. Like, what do you – I mean, do you even want the corner four schools? Like, what, what's your thoughts? At this point, let's just take them all. I don't care. Let's just form you a want the merger? mega – well, you know, I wanted the Pac-16 a long time ago. I remember like That's four right. or five years ago, we started talking about the Pac-16. You and I were uh, on it. We were we yeah. uh, we wanted it. We wanted it. I wanted the Pac-16. So I'm uh, I'm curious as to how a merger might go down. I, I, I would like that. Well, you know, so Pac-12 approached Big 12 and said, "Hey, bro, let's do the merger." Your Mac was like, "Uh-uh, get that dirt off my shoulder." I'm gonna make Jay Z references when it comes to Brett Your Mac almost every single time <laughs> I mention him. So he said, he said, get that dirt off my shoulder. I don't want that. I'm not, I'm not messing with that. Um, and so we, we decided not to do the, the merger with the Pac-12. I will say. Which I'm okay with, by the way. Which I'm okay with. I know I so want the Pac-16, but we have the leverage, and that's what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, Stuart Mandel had an article, and I don't really like Stuart Mandel's article. I think he's, um, I, I kind of think he's, uh, 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 he lives in L.A., he really danced on the Big 12's grave a year ago and is now acting like the Pac-12 is in a completely different situation, which I would argue they're in a worse situation. Um, and it's, he's a little hypocritical. I think he's a little bit of a hypocrite. And it's not even, even before this, I've never really been a fan of him, His to be quite honest. But that being said, that being said, he, he is a good writer. He is a decent writer. He does, he does do good work, even though I don't really like his opinions. And... Um, he had an idea. He had an article the other day on The Athletic where he talked about a merger. He he uh, said a merger would be good. He The 12 the, the twelve teams in the Big 12, in the new Big 12, and the 10 teams left from the Pac-12 minus two and would merge to 22. He said he would add San Diego State, which I don't think would be a bad addition. And he would add SMU, which I think would be an awful addition. So right, let's so let's not even think about SMU because just, that just wouldn't make any sense. But let's say instead of SMU, it was Memphis. And that would create 24 teams. Um, and you would have four, po- or four pods of five, and it would be one in the Pacific time zone, one in the mountain, one in the central, one in the east. I thought it was actually a pretty good idea, right? Like, I thought that was actually not a bad – the only the worst thing – I think where he lost a lot of people was including SMU. That was just the – I don't even know why he said SMU. That just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it'd be, it'd be, in my opinion, it would be Memphis, if anybody. Um, maybe Boise State, but most likely Memphis. Uh, but like, yeah, like why even, but, but I, th- I didn't think it was a bad idea. And so that was before your Mac said no to the merger. And then, then the whole merger thing was no. I also wonder the piece of me kind of wants to stand pat for a little while. Cause I wonder there's going to be some ACC teams looking to move here pretty soon. And I, I don't know if it's the SEC going to want to add them is the big 10. If the big Ten's not interested in Oregon, are they interested in Florida state? I don't know. Yeah, so there, there I, could be potentially, question. you know, Clemson. Clemson. I don't know. Is someone interested in Clemson? If not, but see sure, the ACC, but the ACC won't do anything unless Clemson and Florida State move to the SEC or like big. Probably won't be big. Or or, or the new Big Twelve. I don't know. Um, that's that is being pretty. I, I I don't. I think where it happens. I think this is what happens. <clears throat> I, I'm not that, saying it's likely. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. It, you know. I don't. I know. think this is. I think this is what happens. If you ever see, if you see a scenario where. Clemson and Florida State say, wow, we're going to the SEC, right? They get 18 to match the Big Ten's 18. Then I think you see a situation where maybe a team like Miami, a team like Virginia Tech, 
uh, a team like North Carolina who might not get invited to the SEC or Big Ten start looking elsewhere. That's when the Big 12 starts saying, hey, South we're here. Carolina? We're here. Well, South Carolina's in the SEC. They're not, they ain't oh, yeah. Nowhere. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. But, yeah. But, like, that's, yeah. So, but I don't Pit? think that would preclude you from picking up the corner four, though. Like, I don't think that's where you say, no. oh, because no. of the corner four, we can't do it. I, I still think, I've always been a fan of the bringing on the Arizona schools because I think that just makes a lot of sense, like, both geographically and fit into the conference. Um, I think there's, I think Utah's a great grab. They have a lot of eyes, and they've been really good lately. Um, actually, funny enough, if the corner four school is the questionable one, is Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> like that's probably the, the, the former like, Big hey. Twelve member. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one you're most like. Eh. But I think they have a lot of potential as far as their fan base. They do have a fairly big fan base whenever they're good. So like, they that that has a lot of potential there. But like, I do agree with the ACC. Like, I mean, Virginia Tech has a big fan base. Um, Miami, if Clemson and Florida State go to SEC, you know, SEC's not picking up. They're not picking up Miami. There'd be no point. Yeah. So like Miami would be right there for the picking. Like then they wouldn't want to be and in this scenario. Why not? You know, yeah. it, it just Miami. seems like, you know, the big 12 needs to be battling to be third. Right. Cause Absolutely. it's the sec. It's the big 10. And then it's really should be the big 12. See, and that's or, what I was saying. Whatever it becomes. Well, I felt for a while, like everybody's been saying for the last year that, Oh, there's going to be like two big conferences. It's going to be two mega conferences of 24 or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all. And you can think that. But unless both conferences are picking up like 30 schools, those other schools like Texas Tech, like Virginia Tech, like, you know, maybe a North Carolina, uh, maybe a Washington or an Oregon, they're not just going to be sitting on the wayside and letting Big Ten and SEC battle it out for supremacy. There's going to be a third conference of maybe another 2024 schools. And so, the Pac-12, Big 12, and ACC at this point, maybe you realize you're not the Big 10 or SEC, but you're saying we got to position ourselves in number three. And right now, there was even an ESPN article about it. Right now, Big 12 is best positioned for it because that ESPN article was like, look, the Big 12 went out, hit up the big Pac-12, hit up the Big 10, hit up the ACC, and said, who wants me? And those conferences was like, nobody. And so they three all stay together because of because they're like, all right, well, if nobody wants us, we nobody gonna want us more than we want us. So they stay together, and now we're looking strong, looking strong. The uh, happy half hour has moved to thirty eight minutes. In case you're I, wondering, I saw your eyes. I saw your <laughs> eyes move. And so with that, anything else you want to say to the people? uh i i love you guys i don't know that's what i want to say to people like i don't know texas tech twitter is something else man the the cactus has taken over i love it it's beautiful we gotta we gotta keep this cactus up all year long baby listen you gotta keep uh, it up all year long i was on amazon last night looking for cactus shirts because when i go to the game you bet your ass i'm gonna be wearing a cactus shirt so i i feel bad i actually have cactus cacti in my office Cactus uh, Yeah, I got I got like a bunch of cacti because cacti are great to have in an office when you're just going to the office on like twice a week because you don't have to water them but like once a week at most, right? So I don't have to like take care of it too much. So that's why I got it. So I got my, my windowsill is full of cacti. Unfortunately, um, I went to my office Monday. This all went down Tuesday, and I was away today, and I won't be there all week next week. So I can't go back and take pictures of all the cacti I got in my office till the week after. Right? Yeah, and uh, and by that you've you've missed the peak opportunity. I missed the peak. I missed the yeah. peak. You know, but I we have gotta keep... uh, minor plastic. They're they're fake. Hey, that's, they're that's like okay. they're they're right over here. You see them up on the up over my shoulder here. <sighs> oh yeah, I see them. 
I see them. Yeah. They look like baby toy cactuses you give to like kids for birth for their birthday. Like that weird one weird bad kid that's turning twelve. That's the Yeah, I've just I've held on to them for eighteen years. Were you the weird bad kid? Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I got I got tr- little pl- plastic trees, so maybe. Um, but yeah, no, I I want this to go the entire year. I think we shouldn't stop now. Like this, la- that last night was too great to stop now. So let's keep it going. Texas Tech Twitter, we love you. Uh, Texas Tech, we love you. And um, for leave Dylan us a Google Smythe, review. Leave us a Google review for Dylan Smythe. This is I'll be sure. And you listen to Tortillas and Takes podcast as always. Stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.